Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Welcome in. It is a late Sunday, early Monday edition of New York, New York with yours truly, J.J. Johnson-Stremski. We're cooking. We're rocking and rolling right here on the Ringer Podcast Network. And unfortunately, some things never change. Death, taxes, and the New England Patriots continuing to stick it to the New York Jets. Time is a flat circle. When will it end? Honest question. When are the Jets going to get this damn monkey off their backs? They had every opportunity to do it today. But you know what I failed to realize? And shame on me for this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because I was dumb enough in old school, new school, to go and pick the Jets to win this game. Thought the Jet defense would be the difference. Thought the Jets would run the football, blah, 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 blah. You know what I failed to realize and evaluate properly, Zach Wilson is an abomination. Zach Wilson is not good enough to be a backup quarterback in the National Football League, yet alone the idea of sitting there and watching this guy continuing to flush games down the toilet for the New York Jets. He stinks. The guy cannot complete a forward pass. The awareness is Pathetic. There is no sense of calm. There is no sort of ease in which he is able to go and run an offense. And we're watching a player now in his third year in the league make mistakes that are just befuddling. And it wasn't even the turnovers today 
that got you with Zach, like the game last year in New England where he's throwing a ball to the New England Patriots. It's just a sense of the inability of this quarterback to hit open receivers, to make the right read, and to have that sort of feel and sense for the game. He does not have it. And there's no better example than at the end of this game where, yes, you want to get on the Jet defense, they give up the busted play, the touchdown to the tight end that none of us have ever heard of. Yeah, sure, you, you could get on the Jet defense for that. They give up one touchdown in the game. This is not the week, unlike last week against the Dallas Cowboys, where you could say, you know what? The Jets gave up 30 points. The Jets had no answers on third down. The Jet defense, you want to tell me it's not 85 Bears good? Well, you're right about that. Is it a little bit overrated? Yeah, it's a little bit overrated. But today is not about the Jet defense. Today is about the fact that you had one measly touchdown drive and that you had a quarterback in a situation at the end of the game having no sense, no feel, and no clue. It is fourth and ten. Late in this game. On what planet for any quarterback, I don't care if it's the NFL or college or high school or pop water, it's fourth down. The game is on the line. You can't throw a one-yard pass. Are you are you an idiot? I, I mean, in all seriousness. The game is on the line. You need a first down. Throw the ball to the sticks. You're throwing a one-yard pass to Tyler Conklin? Get serious. This is where Joe Douglas has got to take a hit. And I'm going to tell you why Joe Douglas should take a hit. And for any of you suckers out there, and you were suckers to believe this, don't be ridiculous media-driven narrative that was pushed by Hard Knocks over this idea that Aaron Rodgers was going to wave a magic wand and fix Zach Wilson in OTAs and in training camp. Please, can you believe that there were people stupid enough to believe that in a couple of years, Zach Wilson was going to take the job back and it was going to be this, like, renaissance story? Oh, my God, Hollywood. I know the writers are on strike. If they were working right now, they'd take that script and say, how stupid are you guys? This is too corny. This is too lame. This is too bizarre for even us. That's all I heard throughout the summer. Oh, Zach looks different. Zach's confident. He's this. He's that. He stinks. You want to hear Zach Wilson's line today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? I'll give it to you. For those of you keeping score at home. Ten points by the offense. Ten. In the modern-day NFL, when everybody scores touchdowns and everybody puts up points, the Jets had 10 points. He's completing 50% of his passes. Again, it is 2023. It is not 1975. It is not 1995. It is 2023. Zach Wilson is 18 of 36 for 157 yards, averaging 4.4 yards per attempt or completion, whatever the hell you want to call it. Those are abominable statistics. And, you know, maybe... I'm just going to throw a little more salt in the wound because after my team put up 70 points today, which, by the way, still has me smiling ear to ear, nice effort from Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos defense, I got Mike White chucking bombs deep to Robbie uh, Chosen Anderson. 
Stefan said it to me when we were sitting down getting ready to do this show, and I wholeheartedly agree. Stefan is right on the money with this one. Did the Jets win this game if Mike White is the quarterback? I think they do. Zach Wilson is not good enough to be a backup. And this brings me back to Joe Douglas. They had every excuse in the offseason after his abomination of a season and after going and getting Aaron Rodgers where they could have said, you know what? It is time now to cut our losses. Let's get a different backup in here. And I don't know who it would have been. I don't know if Mike White would have stayed. Probably wouldn't have. You want to tell me they would have got somebody else. Maybe it would have just been Tim Boyle. Be that as it may. They decided, hey, we're going to stick with Zach Wilson. And he's going to back up Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to give you this BS narrative about him getting his career turned around. He's not good enough to be a backup quarterback. Forget about not being good enough to be a starter. He's not good enough to be a backup. And what you're seeing and what you witnessed at the end of this Jet game or throughout the course of this Jet game is a similar script to what we saw last year as far as rats jumping off the ship. Notice that now. Last year, you had the entire offense. Let's not forget it didn't happen. They were all wearing the Mike F. and White shirts. Were they not? To the point where I think somebody even sent me a Mike F. and White shirt. I think I have one. Got sent to my apartment. I was like, where the hell did this come from? Where it got sent to SOI. I don't even know where I got it. The whole offense was wearing those T-shirts last year. Because they liked Mike White and they couldn't stand Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson, who threw temper tantrums last year when Zach Wilson was the quarterback, is back pouting on the sideline. You have Michael Carter going at it with a running backs coach. Pretty intense. When your offense looks as bad as the Jet offense looks, and you throw in, we understand that we're aware of the fact that this season took a drastic and dramatic turn for the worst. Week one against the Bills, four plays into the year. We all know that. Everything changed the minute Aaron Rodgers went down and blew out his Achilles. But what you're witnessing is basically all of those hopes and dreams and now these sort of built-up frustrations about the quarterbacks and aptitude coming back to the forefront again. And here's my million-dollar question. How is Robert Sala going to be able to handle it? After the game, now I don't expect him to throw his quarterback under the bus, but this idea that Zach's our quarterback, blah, 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 like, that's not going to sit well with a whole lot of Jeff fans. Zach, and it's nowhere close to the abomination of a press conference that he gave last year against the Patriots, where he was clueless, tone deaf, immature, juvenile. He wasn't those things today after meeting the media. But this idea of you stink up the joint and you're going to tell Jeff fans to believe, well, you know what, Zach? They don't want to believe. They just lost another game to the Patriots. They, they don't want to believe. Okay? If I were Jeff Finn, I'd be like, Zach, believe. Believe what? That we suck? That you suck? (laughs) Give me a reason to believe. Because I know who's coming up next on the schedule. It's Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, the whole deal. They're coming to Sunday Night Football. Then the Eagles are down the road. Then a trip to Denver is down the road. Well, you might be able to score against them because that defense couldn't tackle me and Stephon. But again, that's a story for a different time. 
what you were witnessing is this like unraveling of a season because of the Jets' stubbornness of sticking with Zach Wilson as their backup. The San Francisco 49ers showed you the exact playbook to what to do when a quarterback ain't it. Trey Lance, they cut their losses. They gave up more for Trey Lance than the Jets gave up for Wilson. They traded up to go and get Lance. At least the Jets just stunk. They missed out on Trevor Lawrence. Then, boom, they were sitting there with the second pick in the draft. And they ended up with, with Zach. It was done. The losses should have been cut in the offseason. I was surprised they brought him back. They made a mistake bringing him back. But how does this head coach keep this locker room together? Then I'm reading stories from Connor Hughes. And Connor's very well connected to what's going on with the Jets. There's no getting around that. Say what you want about Daniel Hackett. He's Rogers' boy. You think he's an overrated play call. You think the Jet offense is awful. All true. He's been calling plays for three weeks. And Connor's basically phoning in the, uh, the air and the idea that they're going to make a change as far as play call is concerned. You do that, it shows me that you don't have a damn clue about what's going on with your operation. So I've said all along Robert Sala is probably going to get a mulligan because of what has transpired with Aaron Rodgers. That's assuming he can keep his team together. And that's what I'm really fascinated to see now moving forward. It's another loss to the Patriots. There are tough games coming up. There is no faith. There is no confidence. There is no reason to feel good about who's playing quarterback for this team. And do guys, even though it's early in the year, even though we're going into week four, does that sort of shaking confidence lead to a fracturing that's beyond repair? I think that's a fair question to have after what I saw today. And after the body language that I saw today. Running back, fighting with running back coach. Not good. Wilson, pouting. Zach, stinking. Sound familiar? And then you throw in the narrative of just never beating the Patriots. It, it, let me remind you. These are not your daddy's New England Patriots. They're not. These New England Patriots have continued this streak with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Mac Jones, who I think we all would agree is at best, what, the 20th quarterback in the NFL? If we're, maybe. Maybe we're putting him 20 if we're ranking quarterbacks in the NFL at this point in time. Mac Jones is yet to lose a game to the Jets. One, two, three, four, five and oh. Woof. Speaking of woof, and I want to get to this before we hit some calls, and we'll have Connor Rogers, my main man from SNY, who is a rock star on the post-game show. He does all the stuff for NBC. Uh, again, he, he, rising star in media. We like guys like that. Connor comes on the show. I mean, the guy worked all day today, and he's like, yeah, I'll come on the show and talk some Jets. Guy gets it. Guy, guy's a superstar. But anyway, speaking of superstar, it's nice to hear a little accountability from the Yankee captain. I don't know if you guys had an opportunity. Listen, nobody watched the Yankee game today. Who the hell cares? There's football on. That's neither here nor there. But the Yankees were officially eliminated from postseason. Okay. They've been eliminated from postseason for the last seven weeks. We all understand that. The comments from Aaron Judge, though, after the game, to say Jeter-esque is rather appropriate. I'll tell you guys every year, if I'm not talking to you guys after a championship, 
it's a failure. I know Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone might disagree on that one. A freaking man, Aaron Judge. Amen. Now, that standard may be unfair and it might be unreasonable, but you are the Yankees. That is the sort of quote that I'm looking for out of my cap. That is the sort of accountability that I need throughout the organization. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do it. I mean, the Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009, and you can add another year on that now that we know they're not going to the postseason. But this quote to me was even better than that particular comment. Quote, a lot of stuff going on around here that needs to be fixed. Judge said he wanted to keep what he thinks needs to change in-house. Now, this is also the same captain that I understand gave a ringing endorsement to Aaron Boone a couple weeks ago. And you know how I feel. If I were in the Yankees, the GM would be out, the manager would be out, the scouting would be out, uh, they'd all be out. I think it's becoming further and further unlikely we are going to see that. But I at least appreciate and admire hearing the Yankee captain own up to the fact that this season is the biggest lost cause of a Yankee season since 1992. You've been dead and buried for weeks. You had the best pitcher in the sport. Judge came back. It's three home runs on Friday. He's got 35 home runs. It's the best player in the sport. And you're not going to sniff the postseason. That is overarching failure across the board. And if something doesn't change in the offseason, then you know what? The Yankees, much like Zach Wilson, are an absolute disgrace. So, Hats off to the Yankee captain. I saw that earlier today. I wanted to shout that out. All right, we got a loaded show for you. Tons of calls coming your way. Connor Rogers from SNY and from Peacock is coming your way. We'll do some jets. We'll run around the league with him. Uh, I'm not trying to rub it in too much because right now, my team, they got a big game in Orchard Park next week, and I want that game bad. That game is personal. The Dolphins should have beat the Buffalo Bills twice last year in that building. I am so sick and tired of seeing my team lose. You know, like the Jeff fan is sick and tired of losing to the Patriots. I am so sick and tired of those Western New York Buffalo fans ramming it up my team's rear end. I am sick of it. They should have lost twice to the Dolphins last year. And I've had that game circled for weeks. For weeks. So I want blood. I want freaking blood in that particular game. But I think we're going to have a whole lot of misery on this particular show. So uh, calls, which should be interesting. They're coming up. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Monday night, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Eagles have looked vulnerable in their first two games. I think Tampa Bay has played really well. I'm grabbing those points. I'm going with a home dog. Give me Baker, Mayfield, and Todd Bowles to go and cover the number. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash NYNY and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, let's hit voicemails. 917-382-1151. I'm sure a whole lot of support for Zach Wilson. Uh, I look forward to these. Uh, let's hear him, Steph. Hey, JJ. 
didn't you have the Dolphins winning a close game? I heard you today on the Wise Guys. You thought the game would be close with Miami and Denver. I guess you were wrong, but hey, uh, I won money with Miami anyway. So, yeah, so this team was really good. Um, I think this would be the year that's for them to go all the way. They just had to have a um, healthy Tua. And this, they wouldn't ask any points without Waddle as what well either. So this game against Buffalo is going to be a huge game barometer for the whole season. If they win this game, they could be a top seed. And who knows? It could be in the Super Bowl. Okay, Seth. Uh, I'm not ready to go there yet with the Super Bowl. Listen, as giddy as I am about my team, week by week by week, I'm going to sound like Bill Belichick. I am delirious over the start. But they were 3-0 last year. They got to keep three or four guys healthy. Tua is playing out of his freaking mind. He's confident. He's playing with swag. He knows Mike McDaniel's offense. He's been a rock star. Tyreek Hill is one of those guys they got to keep healthy. How about the rushing attack today? Mostert and then Akne or Hne, however you say his name, the kid from AM, he is lightning fast. He and Mostert had four touchdowns today. This Buffalo game needs to be a statement game for the Dolphins. They should have beaten the Bills twice last year in Buffalo. If you're better, go there and win. I understand Miami, a couple injuries. They'll probably have Jalen Waddle back. Go there and win. I mean, they put up 70 on the Broncos. 70? That's unheard of. So I am delirious. Listen, I want them to win the division. I want to go to a home playoff game. I want to win a playoff game, which is something they haven't done in 20 plus years. I, I'm head over heels. But like before I start fantasizing about what you're putting in the air, there's, there's a lot more season ahead of us. One week at a time, okay? I'm pumped. I'm amped. Trust me, I'm all in on the team. I was all in last year. I'm that much more all in with McDaniel, who, by the way, is brilliant. Tua, who I told you, can play. You know, I don't hear anybody saying Tua sucks anymore. But Tua, Tua, Tua ain't it. I, I don't hear that anymore. You know, that's, that talk has gotten awfully, awfully quiet. Refreshing. Very refreshing. But listen, Miami, the talk of the AFC in the first three weeks of the year. You're the team to beat in the AFC at least in the AFCs, go beat Buffalo. That's what I want to see on Sunday. Who's next? Hey, Jay. Mike in Westport. You know, one play. It only took, forget everything else in the game. It only, one play told you everything you need to know about this guy. Fourth and 10, and he throws a check down for, for three yards. I mean, is this, guy, is this guy an adult? Does he have a brain in his head? That, that, that was incredible. Forget everything. Everything else shows you he's a total failure. But I mean, how, how could he even think that he doesn't have to throw the ball downfield there? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's just like the quarterback has to have a, has to, has, has to think. You know, most of the other players, they don't really have to think that much. You know, they run their patterns or they block or they, they use their, they use their skill, but they don't have to think. The quarterback has to think. So, I mean, if this guy's throwing a check down, like, what would he say? I hope someone asks him, what would you say? Like, do you expect that, that play to go for 15 yards or throw a three yard check down? Unbelievable. You know, if they can't beat the Patriots when the Patriots are like this, they're never going to beat them. And, I mean, that, that that was the most pathetic performance. I don't care what happened at the end. You know, you saw what happened on the sideline. You know, everyone's starting to argue with each other a little bit, and you see them trying to, like, talk to Zach. The, Garrett Wilson must be, like, dumbfounded. You can't tell me these guys never get open. I know Romo said, like, a bunch of times they weren't open. You can't say they never get open. He just doesn't see anybody. He sees nothing. But he has no 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 vision. It's unbelievable to me, but I mean, 
And, you know, they showed him on the sideline one time, because they, they showed him here and there. He had a big smile on his face in the fourth quarter when they were down 13-3. A, a big, genuine smile on my face. On his face. I'm thinking, like, what are you happy about? You know, is someone telling you a joke? I mean, you got to be like, 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 like zoned in. You got to be focused. If you're thinking and, and like going over the plan or whatever, who smiles in that position in any job, in any job when you're, when you're focused and, and, and you're, you're, you're like zoned in on what you're doing. It doesn't matter what your profession is. You don't see big smiles on people's faces. I mean, well, it's a worse look. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. This team is just like, you know, they, they played hard and they deserve better and they don't have a backup for this guy. I just thought, you know, it's just sad. It's just a sad season. Anyway, love the show. Thanks. Bye. Listen, it's deja vu all over again. I feel like we're living a carbon copy of what we saw in 2022 with the ineptitude of the jet offense led by Zach Wilson. It was not supposed to be like this. This is not the sort of conversations that we envisioned three or four weeks ago. But that's where we're at. And you nailed it when it comes to the body language. The Jet body language stinks. Garrett Wilson is pissed off. The running back, Michael Carter, is yelling at his coach. Like, how are you keeping that together if you're Robert Sala? That is a daunting question that's in front of the Jets now over the next few weeks. And Zach Wilson is never going to be it. Can we stop with these dopey, ridiculous narratives about him maybe revitalizing his career here? Please. I'm sick and tired of watching it. And I'm sick and tired of piling on the guy. Honestly, he stinks. We all know he stinks. He should have been brought back here to be the backup this year. And yet here we are because of the Rodgers injury. He's in this position. He's not good enough to be a backup quarterback in the league. He had own a starting quarterback in the league. That's real talk. And that fourth and 10, lowest form of football IQ that you're going to see from a quarterback. Doesn't get worse than that. Who's next? Hey, JJ, this is Ed in Jersey City, and I just got to talk to you about the Jets. First off, congratulations on your Dolphins and 70 points today. But this is this loss, this Zach Wilson nonsense, this Nathaniel Hackett, this great of a offensive, alleged offensive coordinator falls on Robert Sala. Rex Ryan was not a good off he was not a good head coach for an offense, but at least he had a plan. It it ruined Mark Sanchez's career, but at least he had a plan. Robert Sala getting up there, basically saying Zach Wilson gives us the best chance to win is a disgrace. It is a fireable effect. This team cannot overcome a head coach who just sits there and claps and does dumb shit to ask the Dallas Cowboys fans when they had Jason Garrett. It is time for someone. We know it won't be Woody because he's clueless too, but maybe even Joe Douglas, someone to get in Salah's ear and say, listen, get a, get a veteran in there, play Tim Boyle on Sunday against the Chiefs, and Zach Wilson does not start a game for the Jets again this year. Anyway, have a great, great day, baby. Love the show. I appreciate those kind words, Ed. Look, are the Jets now at a point? I know I said a week ago, this is Zach Wilson's show for better or worse. But you got to keep this locker room together. And what I'm sensing right now is fractures already. 
That's now. What's it going to look like next week or the following week or the week after that? I don't have the slightest clue. I am definitely intrigued with the idea of bringing another quarterback in here. That's number one. Number two, you got to find a way to keep this locker room together. And Salo last year, to his credit, went to Mike White. This year, you know, a lot of people spend time talking about the Jets and their failures on the offensive line. Those are fair conversations to have. They failed miserably in bringing this quarterback back. And I can't believe we're back at this point. I, I, I really cannot believe after everything we went through in the wintertime and in the springtime and in the summertime that it is now at the end of week three in the NFL season. And I feel like I'm in last year. I literally feel like you took last year and just put it, boom, right in the week three watching the Jets play offense. And before you start ragging on Hackett, and listen, I'm not Daniel Hackett fan. He did an awful job with the Broncos. He got fired. He's one of the worst head coaches you're ever going to see. His offense is the Aaron Rodgers' offense. That, that's why he was brought here. You want to tell me it's worse than Mike LaFleur's offense from last year in three weeks? You're, you're right about that, statistically speaking. But everybody wanted to run LaFleur out of here. So maybe LaFleur is not as big of a dumbass as everybody thought he was a year ago. How about the fact that this quarterback can't run any offense? Hackett's, LaFleur's, my offense, your offense, he can't run any offense. It's incapable. Simple as that. Next. Hey, Dave, this is Cameron from Long Island. Just finished watching the Jets lose to the Patriots. New year, same shit, okay? You can change the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He gets hurt. It's the same goddamn thing as last year. Listen, I keep thinking about this. The Jets in the offseason, they had a choice, okay? Look at your guy on the Dolphins who came in in garbage time today, Mike White. He throws a 68-yard touchdown pass. And last year, Mike White, he only won one game as a starter, but he was solid. They chose to stick with their pick to help hype up all these BS. Aaron Rodgers is going to train him into being the starter narrative that they knew was fake. Okay? And then as soon as he gets in the game versus Buffalo, they just start running the ball, running the ball. Today, they can't even – they only run the ball for the whole second half. They don't give him any passes. This is on Joe Douglas. This is on Robert Sala for not admitting that they messed up on the Zach and it's on Zach himself for never performing to the standards of an NFL quarterback. He can't start another game. I think if I'm the Jets, I cut him. I trade for someone like Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett. I sign someone like Colt McCoy, Matt Ryan. You get two new quarterbacks, Tim Boyle, Rodgers comes back next year, end the experiment. Now, I'm done. I am done watching this guy. If they start, I haven't heard of a solid says after the game, but he starts hyping him up like he does, saying, you know, that one drive that he had at the end of the game, that was really something. Listen, he had eight other horrible drives, okay? He ruined that game. was right there for the taking. Now he's lost 15 in a row, eight years running. This is ridiculous. Wilson's got to go. you got to make changes. We're probably two and four to buy if we're lucky, and the season might be over. Throw away winning the MCs. Throw away making the playoffs, maybe. Okay? That's what I do. Later. I love the passion, number one. So continue to bring it on each and every individual phone call. Thank you for that. Um, we'll lock in step about the Fugazi narrative that was thrown your way throughout the summertime about Zach Wilson getting his career back on track with the Jets. What a bunch of crap that was. And if you believe that and you actually bought into that, 
then shame on you because you're a sucker. Um, you're not getting Kirk Cousins anytime soon. The Vikings are not waving the white flag because they're only three to start the year. That's a trade deadline conversation. So you could put that one to bed. You want to tell me Wentz? Sure. Matt Ryan, I think, is a terrible idea. Can't move. Bad offensive line and Matt Ryan is a disaster waiting to happen. But the Jets, once again, another year, another loss to the Patriots. And if we're going to be fair and objective about this, when we're sitting here in week 18, does anybody think that the streak is going to come to an end? Honestly, gut feel right now, after what we saw today, you think up there in week 18, I don't care what the record is for either one of those teams. You think the Jets are winning the game? I don't. You go lock me in on that one now. Save the tape, play it on Ring of Wisecast. Patriots, week 18. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We won't get fooled again. Won't do it. Let's take one more. JJ, it's Phil from Bedford. I can't do it with the Jets anymore. I just can't do it. This was, if there was ever a kitchen sink game, a must win, it had to be today. And you fucking blew it again. That is an insult to my intelligence and to my fandom to run this guy out there and say he's the starter for the rest of the year. He is not an NFL quarterback. He never will be. He does not have it between the ears. I don't know how much freaking arm talent he has. And you know what? If they don't trade for somebody, they're going to lose Sauce. They're going to lose Garrett Wilson. They're these veterans in the locker room, okay, who don't want to sit and watch this guy suck for the third consecutive year. You already knew this going into the season that he sunk. That's why you felt the need to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what kind of what kind of nonsense is this? And this defense is so overrated. All we did was talk off season about how deep the defensive line was. How many sacks did they have today? Zero. And they're supposed to have seven pass rushers? Give me a break. And they never turn the ball over. God forbid Michael Carter could have had that pick six in the first half on the deflected ball. No, never. Never happens with this team. It's the same old Jets. Okay? And I don't know what you do with Salah, but I don't think he's the answer because he can't beat the Patriots. Okay? And Joe Douglas, everyone talks about, oh, Joe Douglas, what a draft he had last year. Well, you know what? We're going on year four of Joe Douglas, and we still have no offensive line. And he knew that going into the, going into the offseason, and he kept Dwayne Brown and Makai Beckton. What a freaking joke. This organization is rotten to the core. I can't do it anymore, JJ. Phil, until you see otherwise, same old Jets, same old Jets, same old Jets. Sorry. Until you are given a reason to feel differently, it's same old, same old, especially when it's Jets against the Patriots. Now, we beg to differ on the defense today. Listen, do I think it's a little overrated? Yes. Do I think the talk of putting themselves in the same sentence as the 85 Bears is the biggest crock? Yes. They gave up one touchdown today. You want to roast the defense last week, you're well within your rights. The defense was deplorable last week. This week, it's good enough to win. Can, can, can you have more than one decent drive? Can you score more than 10 points? Or I, I don't know. Is that just, it's too challenging and too difficult in the modern day NFL. I, I guess it is. This is daunting. Fan base is turned on the team. No surprise there. Can't blame them. Fighting within the team. 
quarterback on for the year. Crummy quarterback under center with no alternative in sight, at least for now. Tough spot for Robert Sala. You want to show me the right coach for the New York Jets? Go steady this ship. Go lead me through this adversity that is big time. One and two. Chiefs at the Broncos at the Eagles. Steady that ship fast or he's going to be singing fast. Connor Rogers, who did SNY Jet post game today. He's got all his podcasts on Peacock and the NBC. The guy's all over the place. He's doing a Met pod. I mean, literally the guy has 10 zillion jobs. He's like me. He's a rock star. That's what we do around here. But he's going to join us to make more sense of what's next for the New York Jets right after this. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Here we go again. More New England Patriots dominance over the New York Jets. I was actually dumb enough to pick the Jets plus two and a half today. Uh, shame on me. Let's welcome in Connor Rogers. He did the post-game show on SNY. You can check him out on NBC Peacock. He's got like so many gigs. Superstar. He's got the suit off. And you must be just like shot, distraught, disgusted. Living in a world, Connor, where you have to dissect and discuss the nuances of Zach Wilson playing the position. Here we are again, bro. Deja vu. Here we are. We took the uh, the time machine back to 2022, JJ. Man, it's just one of those hilarious days. I'm sitting here in a penny because I get off the train and get caught in a monsoon walking from the train station to my apartment. After watching the much worse monsoon of football, of whatever the Jets' offense was today, dude. It's It's really... The thing is, like, you sit there and... You can't pretend to be shocked. You can't be, I've never seen this before or surprised or that disappointed always. But I mean, the Jets have seen this play out how many times now? At some point, you know what's going to happen. You keep expecting different results. It's not fair to the other guys on the team. It's not fair to the fan base. It's, you know, and at some point, you're just doing this to yourselves, right? Where you can only look at Zach Wilson's shortcomings so many times and say, well, maybe it'll be different next time. A very frustrating loss for the Jets, a very predictable, unfortunately, loss for the Jets where the defense gets the job done. They had one bad play where it seemed like a coverage breakdown, and the offense, even in great field position multiple times, can't get, forget anything going, like field goal range. They can't even get positive yardage. Connor, the awareness is as bad as can be from Zach Wilson. It's year three now. He started in 2021, played a handful of games. He played almost all of last year, and now he's got three games under his belt or two and a half games under his belt this year. The perfect play that sums it up is that fourth down and 10 when he's dumping it to Tyler Conklin on a one-yard play. Like, you got to know better. If it's college, if it's high school, if it's Pop Warner, the game is on the line. You can't throw a one-yard pass there in that situation. And it just seems like the lack of football IQ the inability to read a defense, the inability to master what they're trying to do within their offense and just making simple NFL plays. He can't do any of that 
And yet they decided, and they deserve some heat for this, Connor. Yes, they get Aaron Rodgers. Yes, terrible break, horrific. You feel terrible about everything that transpired. They thought it was a good idea to go into this year with Zach Wilson as their backup quarterback. As far as I'm concerned, they should have known a lot better. How did they, how could they be so naive in thinking that if heaven forbid something happened to Aaron Rodgers, that we weren't going to be in this exact position again? Exactly, JJ. They honestly deserve a lot more heat for it. When you look at quarterbacks in this league get hurt. I mean, just today, you see Derek Carr go out, looks like his shoulder. Jameis Winston has to come in and play. Bryce Young couldn't suit up for the Panthers. Andy Dalton has to play. I mean, we're in week three of the season. Gardner Minshew goes out and now wins another game for the Colts with Anthony Richardson and concussion protocol. The reality is in this league that quarterbacks miss time and older quarterbacks miss time. None of us saw an Achilles tear coming for Aaron Rodgers, but I think it would be pretty fair. Say you ran 300 simulations of the season that he was going to miss a couple weeks with an ankle, with a thumb, with a, a shoulder, you know, sprains, things like that. This just happens in this league. And you, to be a really good team in this league, you need a guy that can keep your team's head above water through certain stretches. And Joe Douglas didn't do that for the Jets. They didn't go out and sign a Minshew, a Jacoby Brissett. I, there, no one. I mean, honestly, just no one. They brought in Tim Boyle as the number three, who's now the number two. I just, man, it's crazy. When you look at it like that, and honestly, once again, that's behind them. It's a mistake they made. But then when Rodgers went down, they didn't bring in a veteran just to sit behind Zach Wilson. I mean, they were one Zach injury, Zach Wilson injury away from Tim Boyle having to play, and they have no one to go to. Honestly, they have no one to go to when the offense has days like today against New England, which they've already seen multiple times against New England with Zach Wilson. So they do deserve a lot of heat for this because they've seen this story before. They put themselves in a spot where they were always one injury away with an almost 40-year-old quarterback that all the pressure would be back on Zach Wilson, who doesn't have the confidence. He doesn't have the awareness. He's not seeing the field. It, New England showed the script for every other defense in the league today. They rushed super tight. They pushed the pocket. They didn't rush wide. They didn't overrush. They allowed him. They made him stay in the pocket. They contained as best they could and tried to have him sit in the pocket and see the whole field and, and tear them apart that way. And he can't do it. He cannot do it. Most quarterbacks, you'd like to pressure them and try to get a sack, try to go. Like, they don't overrush at all. They played it very, very safe. And the offensive line of the Jets played pretty well today which with a new unit, with a totally uh, different combination. And Wilson just, he does not see the field. He's late on everything. He's not accurate. He doesn't trust his athleticism to make plays with his legs as much as he, as much as he should. The confidence is shot, and when, when guys see that, their confidence starts to go downhill as well, and that's why the Jets are in this very uh, disappointing uh, position right now. Uh, I don't think I'm crazy for saying this, and my producer, Stefan, was all over it, and I agree, so I'm kind of piggybacking on it. Mike White's quarterbacking today, Connor. The Jets win that game. I don't think I'm hallucinating. A lot of right? guys. A lot of guys win that game today. I mean, the reality is, you look at these guys, there are so many... If you went through every number two in the league right now, I would just off the top of my head, I think 80% of them win the game today. Think about that. That's why he's not good enough to be a backup. You know, no, forget no, about being not. a starter. Zach Wilson is not good enough at this stage in the game to be a competent, quality NFL backup quarterback. He's not. No, he's not. And and that's really disappointing to the defense, right? Who um 
played really well today. Special teams who, you know, they had some mammoth punts that flipped the field multiple times. They had a couple punt returns from Gibson that got them field position. It's just, it's disappointing for everybody. It's disappointing for all the coaches that are making the game plans. I don't think Hackett's done a good job, but it's one of those situations where how do we even... We had the same conversation, JJ, with Mike LaFleur. I remember two years ago where why does Mike White and Josh Johnson look capable in this offense, but Zach Wilson doesn't? And why did Joe Flacco even do some things last year in this offense, but Zach Wilson couldn't? It's just every single other guy, the offense looks, the bar is so low with the offense with Zach Wilson, whether it's LaFleur, whether it's, it doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't matter anymore. And the Jets are just lying to themselves. They're just lying to themselves at this point if they think that, uh, if they think this is going to change. Okay. You see guys on the sideline today. Got tested. Michael Carter yelling at the running backs coach. Garrett Wilson, who last year was very pouty throughout the year when Zach Wilson was the quarterback. I can understand why he wasn't getting him the football. Yeah. Mike White and Joe Flacco were getting Garrett Wilson the football. Garrett Wilson didn't seem to be in the best of spirits. This is going to happen now. And I think you had a lot of guys, Connor, who were like all in on Aaron Rodgers as they should be. They bought into this idea, hey, we're contenders. We're going to be in the playoffs. We're playing all these games in prime time on national television, the whole deal. And that's taken away losing Rodgers. You're seeing their body language on the sideline. And now they're one and two. They got the Chiefs coming in next week. Good luck. They yeah, got right. the Eagles on the schedule in a couple of weeks. Good luck. And you could see this unraveling. And look, I think Robert Sala is a nice guy. I think he's likable. I think he's done a good job with the defense. My question to you is this. Is he the sort of coach that's going to have the sort of wherewithal to be able to handle a crisis like this? Because it's obvious to me, it's brewing, Connor. I'll say this. He did last year. He went to Mike White when not a lot of people thought he would. And if, you know, White doesn't get hurt, you kind of wonder if they if they could have salvaged that season. But this is a different kind of test, right? Because this team's the expectations for this team were different. The pressure on Salah specifically to buck this playoffless drought is different. Um, and I think guys' patience will wear a little thinner this year because they've already been through this once before. And these guys are adults, they're professionals, they're seeing it, and they're probably looking around and wondering why people upstairs um are hiding from it, quite frankly. Are hiding from it quite frankly. They, nobody wants to hear the presser quotes, and I know Salah has to say these things, and he's, he's good at this, that they're sticking by Zach. They have confidence in Zach. Joe Douglas saying they have confidence in Zach. I just, at the end of the day, you can't fool these guys, and they got families to feed. They have put in a lot of work. They've put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to try to win football games this year, and you can't have one guy that, quite frankly, doesn't deserve to be starting being an anchor weighing down the entire organization, because that affects too many people in, in, in a profession um, where you just can't have that. So I think Salah knows this. I think after the game today, he he put on his best poker face. And and I, I don't think he was being fully truthful that they're, you know, Zach's the starter. He gives him the best chance to win, all of that kind of stuff right now. I think at the end of the day, this is a very, very tight rope to walk because you're also trying to establish a franchise foundation for the long-term future. I'm not even just talking about Aaron Rodgers here next year. I'm talking about keeping Garrett Wilson in it, keeping Michael Carter in it, keeping Brees Hall in it, the young players on defense. You know, it's you need to make sure this doesn't become a toxic situation. And they are walking a very, very fine line into that if they just continue to try Zach Wilson out there 
and have the team get embarrassed because of that, especially in these primetime situations where you have the Chiefs coming in. You got to go to Philadelphia, both of those things before the bye week. Listen, you can't lose the Broncos in between that after the, the shit Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett and the way how horrific that team looks. I mean, the Dolphins could have hung 70 on, points. Yeah, it could have been, been 100. And honestly, it should have been 100 because I feel like a lot of people don't even like Sean Payton anyway, but Mike McDaniel's a good guy and a genius. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very tricky situation that my gut feeling is they'll get somebody in this week. Now, what you're working with is is not the upper echelon of options. I was going to say, so you say they're going to go and get a quarterback this week. I think who, you have to. Who is, well, but like, who is a, who's a name that we could see in uniform? I mean, you're, ta- you're talking about literally the street free agents of the world of Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Colt McCoy. But, and people will laugh, and I, I get it, but the bar is so low to clear right now that having an adult in the room... That any of those guys would be an upgrade. No doubt. And out of those, so let me ask you this then, Connor. Out of those three names, who do you think fits the bets for the Jets? To me, it'd be Wentz just because he can move around a little bit. I know he's been so bad in Washington. Matt Ryan behind, I know the line played well today. Matt Ryan behind that offensive line is a disaster. He can't move, yeah. And they had a problem with Flacco last year, too. So that's a tough thing with Ryan. Wentz is the highest variance. That's what I'll say. Wentz is a guy that he can literally throw the game away for you, but Wentz is a guy that can play like a legitimate starting quarterback in the league. Now, the fact he's out of the league right now speaks volumes of how things went for him his last go-around, and he's been around a couple different places right now where it didn't seem like um, things went very well for him, honestly, through those organizations. So that's something you need to weigh, but he obviously has the highest ceiling. Matt Ryan is the biggest adult you could bring into the room like just a guy that's loved I think he would bring in a different energy I agree with you JJ I don't think he can move I think that your ceiling with him is really really capped in a way that I'm actually surprised Matt Ryan would be interested in coming back to play I was going to say TV pays nice you get to put the suits on you got the gig you're thinking about coming back I don't know Matty boy yeah when I I saw that Jay Glazer report I was very surprised but who knows So, but that's what you're dealing with when Teams do not trade away their backup quarterbacks right now because it waves a white flag to a locker room. And the Jets are running out of time, right? Like the Jets can't, by the time teams are willing to trade their their number two quarterbacks, or even if the Vikings just start off one and six or whatever, and they're like, you know what? We're not bringing back Cousins next year. Let's Let's get something higher than a compensatory pick. The Jets need to matter when they get to that point of the season. And if you're also one and six, you don't matter anymore. You're not trading a pick for a guy like that. So that's the the scary, scary, you know, sand emptying out of the hourglass that the Jets are currently looking at. You know, I said this about Salah week one. We all said at the beginning of the year, he's got to make the playoffs or he's probably not going to be back. Everything changes when Aaron Rodgers goes down with the Achilles. But I, I would say more than anything, his future, Connor, it's not about the Jets making the playoffs now this year. To me, it's about the idea, is this team still together? Is this team trying and growing and developing as this year goes on? They have a year where the wheels are falling off the wagon. You guys got quitting left and right. You got people fighting left and right. That's going to be like the telltale sign of maybe we don't have the right coach and maybe we have to go in a different direction regardless of Aaron Rodgers. I think that optic of the defense playing all year and the team just hanging and sticking together. A- am I crazy, or is that 
what ownership you think is going to be looking for at the end of this year to say, hey, are we sticking with this coach for next season? Honestly, I, I feel like the biggest voice on all that will still be Aaron Rodgers. I really, really do. I think that he's obviously planning on coming back next year. You got to have a better insurance plan than Zach Wilson behind him next year, which is a whole other conversation for the offseason. But assuming that, you know, that's a big question that needs to be raised and ownership needs to look at, because it, it sh- that shouldn't be a Joe Douglas decision at this point. Joe Douglas is hired. He's had his quarterbacks. He's had his coaches. You only get so many shots. It's That's going to be an ownership down situation. I think Rodgers will be the biggest voice on that. And, and I think Rodgers wouldn't even know the answer right now. I think it's ultimately what Salah does to try to keep this defense together, to try to keep this team together, see if they could salvage this season, see if they could still be competitive right now. And that's a really, really big, uh, big thing weighing on him. And you can kind of see it with him right now. So... Because the reality is, like, you're not you're not going out and blowing this up in the offseason. And you have your first round pick. Okay, we'll take a quarterback. All right, we're going to hire an offensive head coach to develop it. Like, all of those things don't really seem on the table. Maybe he's still taking a quarterback, but blowing the whole thing up because Rodgers is still in on 2024, which is the biggest elephant in the room of why you need to keep this group going together right now so they learn how to win games, they learn how to be competitive. So when he's back, they don't miss a beat. Okay. I'm going to allow you right now to buy stock in one of the New York teams for the rest of this year. Oh, God. Now, right really? now, the odds are stacked against both as far as making a postseason at one and two. We saw the Giants get steamrolled by the Niners. The Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers and currently are running out of Zach Wilson. If you're telling me, Connor, in week 16 or week 17, who's more likely to be making a run for the postseason, the Jets or the Giants? You have to pick one. It might be the Giants because the NFC stinks, but. This is a team that also has gotten literally embarrassed by the Cowboys and the Niners. They got Seattle, Miami, and Buffalo next. It's almost like this could be decided when the Jets play the Giants right before Halloween. And I'll say this, as bad as the NFC is, the Giants' schedule isn't really a, a you know a cupcake schedule. No, those next three are not, they're not pretty. They're right. not pretty. Seattle, Miami, no. Buffalo? You I mean, one and two, you did a good job there. Right. You're t- but you're also running out of time to actually start winning football games. And the Giants need to start. The Giants are a weird one to me because they, they just, they don't push the ball. They, they can't push the ball down the field with Daniel Jones, and he's their guy, right? And it feels like there's a lot of factors for that. They can't block up front, which is a whole other problem. When Saquon goes down, that's a lot of volume of their offense that they can't re- re- you know, replicate somewhere else. If the Jets are rolling with Zach Wilson the rest of the way and there's just no shot, the answer is the Giants, 100%. 100%. I think the Jets will do something where they can try to salvage this and after the bye, try to capitalize on the schedule going down a little bit. I, I But right now, if you're asking me to think either of these teams are making the playoffs, I am not leaning on the optimistic side just with how bad both offenses currently look. It's amazing. So much optimism for this baseball season. Both teams fall flat on their face. So much optimism for this football season. And we are three weeks in. And you got the Jets. And you got the Giants, Connor. Soul searching every which way. I'll say this, though, as a parting thought. How about that track team down in Miami? They are fun to watch. They are. They are fun to watch. The only thing that can get in their way right now, I really believe this, is health. If they stay healthy... There's no reason they can't win the AFC if they stay healthy, but they got to stay healthy. And that's been a problem for that franchise lately, too. But they are, they could score with anyone right now. They could score. And this, that was without Waddle today, which I is. I know. See, I thought this would be a tough, believe it or not, Connor, 
I was worried about this game because they had New England in week two on the road. I know they have Buffalo at Buffalo, and you know that's a game they have circled on their calendar. It's like the perfect sandwich spot. But when the Denver Broncos want to tackle like it's a flag football game, then you're going to go and score 70 points. God, that team looks like they're already off to golf for the season. And I think with Miami, I mean, six and a half point line, I thought that was one of my locks of the week because they just, the Broncos aren't aren't stopping anyone. Um, the Dolphins are a team that they're they're going to average over 30 points a game. The Broncos in the Russ era are a team that barely get to 20 a game. I think they got to 20 points six times last year. They can't score. The coach doesn't have confidence in the quarterback. But when you just look at Miami, Miami, if they can get Jalen Ramsey back, if Vic can really get that defense to come together and play to their potential and they stay healthy at the quarterback position and wide receiver position, they are going to be right in the thick of it until the end. Especially... I, I know Buffalo's had two really big weeks here against two really bad teams. I, I, I have some questions, some big questions still about Buffalo as well. As a that's going to be a fun game. As a that's contender. a fun game next week, Huge. Connor. That's the game of the week, Miami Huge. and Buffalo. That's, that, I cannot wait. That's the big statement for Miami. Like, if you're ready to take over the division, you you take care of business that week. From your lips to God's Underdogs ears, buddy. Right now. I, I saw. I well, don't agree with it that. Op- it should be a pick the open The opening line, I think, before the year was at five and a half. They had it at three. Immediately got to two and a yep. half. Should be a pick. So we should. Ooh, okay, yeah. Connor. I think we'll be on Miami in week four. Oh, I'm riding deal. it until until I, I've liked Mike McDaniel for a long time. They're doing some of the most creative things in football. It's um man, it's tough. I mean, it's tough saying this from the Jets' perspective, but you got to give credit. Like, call it like it is. You got to call it like it is right now. It's crazy looking at Tua play quarterback for Brian Flores two years ago, and I know he has Tyreek Hill. We understand that Tyreek Hill's a stud. It goes beyond to your still got to play. I mean, well, you got to play. Yeah, they draw plays, and now he's Magic Johnson running that offense. Right. I mean, the no look passes. I mean, you kidding me? It was just insanity today, and he's actually smiling. He looks like he's having fun. Uh, He's having fun. Hey, football should be fun. He's taking a lot of shit. So I I actually I I liked two of that year, and I'm happy for him. Honestly. Hey, listen, just keep him upright. That's the idea. Don't be a stranger. Uh, Hopefully, the Jets have somebody else playing quarterback because you and I can't sit through. Uh, what is it? They've played three games. I can't do fourteen more of these. With I Zach have no Wilson. choice. So I know. they better well, figure neither. this out. <laughs> me neither. We don't. We, we neither one of us has a choice. I yeah. just don't want it to be. I want a, a different choice. That's what it boils down to. I so. know. Keep this season entertaining, man. That's that's all you ask for. JJ, thanks so much for having me, dude. It's always good to catch up. That's the great Connor Rogers. Check him out. SOY, Peacock, man's all over the place. He's doing jet pods. He's doing post game shows. He's even doing Mets stuff. The Mets from one disaster to another. I mean, it's when it rains, it pours, Connor. I'm sorry, buddy. When it rains, uh, it pours. Uh, Just let it out. It's safe space here. Grown as much as you'd like. I listen, that was me throughout the baseball season. So I feel you. I mean, I, at, at least, you know what? The Mets, at least, I could fall back on the ownership. Where it's, yes, you know, they're going to spend a shitload of money. They'll spend, and, they, and they have an infrastructure. Like they spend on player development and things now. Like I, I don't know, man. Football is it's tough right now. It's tough. So, hey, don't be a stranger. We'll chat yeah. soon. All right. Thanks, dude. Couple of thoughts before we hit trivia. Want to run around the league real quick? The lead, my team, seventy points on the Denver Broncos. Holy shit! Now. I had a caller try to get me going and round me up with the Super Bowl stuff. Not taking the bait. This is the most exciting Dolphins team in my lifetime. I could say that without hesitation. Didn't have Jalen Waddle today and they scored 70 points. Two is cooking in Mike McDaniel's offense. They got speed gore. They got so many different ways to beat you. 
they better have freaking revenge on their mind going to Buffalo this week. Week four, circle your calendar. Game of the week, Miami at Buffalo, Sunday 1 o'clock. And you'll get it in New York because Jets are playing on Sunday night and the Giants are playing on Monday night. So, holy smokes, Miami Dolphins. A couple other takeaways. Browns defense is ferocious. They held the Titans to three. They made Ryan Tannehill look like a Pop Warner quarterback. And they finally got a big effort out of Deshaun Watson. That Brown defense is going to be a problem all season long. I feel pretty darn good, even with that quarterback, that that defense can go and get them the 9 of 10 wins. So, big win for the Browns today. Colts, how about the Colts with Minshew? In a Baltimore, down late, making plays, winning that game 22 to 19 over the Ravens. Steichen and Gannon, the two Eagle assistants. Looking better than I thought. Steichen's done a great job with the cold offense in the early going. And then how about the Cardinals outright over the Cowboys, 28-16. Joshua Dobbs, for what it's worth, better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Not even close. I'm sick over the Viking game. Listen, I want to give Herbert credit because I roast him all the time. I do. He played really well today. Now, one of his touchdowns should have been an interception. That's a story for a different day. But the Vikings, that game was so nutty. The Chargers go for it on fourth and one. And I know they have a terrible history with that. I didn't hate it. Because I had no confidence and no faith in their defense. I would have gone for it for needing a yard two. They don't get it. They give it back to Minnesota. Minnesota converts on a fourth down. They have time. They could spike the ball. Instead, they take a zillion seconds off the clock. And Cousins throws a terrible interception to end the game. So the Chargers get a much-needed win. The Vikings fall 0-3, and if you're uh, wrapped up in Kirk Cousins getting traded conversation, uh, you want them to keep losing games. So there's that. Packers, come back in a day, and I'm sick because we have minus two, and the game falls on one. Down 17-0, they come back. They go for two, down eight. Brilliant decision because they get it. Then they go and score the touchdown. They end up winning the game. Carr gets hurt in the game for the New Orleans Saints. Packers, big win for love. They're 2-1. and one. Saints 2-1, and one, and you got to wonder what's going on with Carr moving forward. Buffalo, dominant over the Commanders, 37-3. Listen, that's what the Bills do. The Bills are the ultimate front-running team. When they win, they win going away. Allen's hitting deep passes. The defense is forcing turnovers. Sam Howell looked like Sam Howell. Buffalo-Miami next week. It's personal. It's personal. I'll say it one more time. It's personal. Lions, 26 over the Falcons. Didn't like Ritter at all on the road. That's the only one we got in old school, new school. You know, we go from 4-0-1 to 1-4. That kind of year, I guess, for me in the NFL. Lions improved to 2-1. Good win for the Lions. Texans, how about that? 37-17 over the Jaguars. Dud of a game for the Jaguars and company. Concern. Maybe a little overhyped and a little overrated going into the year. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence and company. Very, very sloppy. Uh, the Chief, the story of the Chief game is Taylor Swift being there. I mean, the Chiefs smoking the Bears. The Bears, the Bears are abominable. They are absolutely abominable. Justin Fields stinks. That offense stinks. That defense stinks. I mean, we talk about teams that are going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. The Chicago Bears are going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. 41-10 Kansas City over the Chicago Bears. Uh, and I guess T. Swift, Travis Kelsey, they're a thing. I don't think uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Brittany Mahomes are going to get along particularly well, but that's just my two cents. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Seattle, good win for them. They're going to be a handful for the Giants. They're impressive. 
They got a lot of firepower on that team. 37-27. Carolina had like 10 zillion penalties in the game. Um, and that's it for week three across the board in the NFL because we're taping this right now during Sunday Night Football. All right, Larry. Trivia, please. Please. It's been a long day. Take it easy on me. All right, Bobby? JJ, Larry, two questions. Great job by the Dolphins today. And my Brownies. Question one. Who holds the record for most yards rushing as a rookie? Second question is Jim Harbaugh has coached against four coaches in both college and the NFL. Who are those four coaches? I'm out. All right. One comes to mind. It's an obvious one because they had the little feud when he was at Stanford and Pete Carroll, who is my answer, was at USC. It's got to be Pete Carroll, number one. One down, three to go. College and pros. Chip Kelly. Two down, two to go. Felt good about those two. Now I think it's going to get dicey. Because you got to think about pro coaches that made their way to college. And I don't think certain coaches were in the NFL when Jim Harbaugh was coaching in the NFL. Like a guy like Saban, by the way, would go out the window. Um, Oh, man. I was going to say Urban Meyer, but no. College and pros. I'm like rattling off NFL coaches that have gone to college right now in my head. Lane Kiffin? <laughs> good try. Good game, good effort. See, now you almost got to think about Pro coaches who made their way to college. That's really what I got to do. Because Jim Harbaugh left a while ago. A while ago in the NFL. Because they were in the Super Bowl 13. Coach 14, he was gone after the 15th season, I want to say. Cliff Kingsbury. See, now I'm not feeling good. I was feeling good. Now I'm not feeling good. Because you got to go through them like your mind. Oh, I think I have one. Bill O'Brien. Oh, I feel good about that too. Nah, their paths did not cross. College and pros. Oh, man. I'm taking one more guess and I'm waving the white flag. I felt really good about these and we've really taken a bad turn. Because there's not as many coaches that have gone to college that you would think from the NFL. They're not that many. And if they were, they were like from a long, long time ago. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 
Bobby Petrino. Mm. Who are the other two, Stefan? Do you want me to phone you a hint? Are you yeah, just waiting yeah. a white Give me flag? a hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Think Big Ten. Think guys who were in the Big Ten okay. that played against John Harbaugh. While he was Jim Harbaugh. At Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Excuse me, not John. Okay. Jim nah, I know in it's college easy. at Michigan. College coaches. Greg Schiano. There we go. Good hand, Stefan. Good hand, Stefan. Three down, one to go. Now, should I know this last one? This last one, you're not going to remember that he coached in college. You remember him from his NFL days, but he had a little short stint in college and he coached against him in the Big Ten. I'm giving you Big Ten again. There's another Big Ten coach. I was going to say Herman Edwards, but that's clearly not the answer. Um, Lovey Smith. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Most rookie rushing yards. Adrian Peterson. Okay. OJ Simpson. Rookie rushing yards. Jamal Lewis. I felt like I gave a lot of good answers here. Cadillac Williams. What decade, Stefan? When you said OJ, uh, you you were you were close. When you In said the OJ, OJ era, okay. So OJ's 60s, 70s. Rookie rushing record. Uh, Earl Campbell? All right, I'm taking two more stabs at this. And I'm waving a white flag. I'm already proud that I put together the uh, Jim Harbaugh list. Um, Larry Zonka. Steph, you got a hint for me? Um, this guy, he uh, he he's he had a short career, but he he set some records while in his short career. He he got a lot of yards, a lot of yards. Clearly, okay. Gail Sayers, <clears throat> good guess. Uh, who's the answer? Eric Dickerson. Oh, Eric, see, I was a little a little past OJ's time. I went a little too far back. Eric Dickerson, mm. phenomenal career. So, Absolutely. Larry, job well done. Job well done, Larry in Florida. We'll be back next week with trivia. All right, before we say goodbye, Jeff Money, nice call with those Miami Dolphins, amigo. What do we got in store for Monday Night Football? Up, JJ. Jeff Money here with a handicap picks. It's going to be for Monday the 25th. As far as, uh, um, as far as leaving this voicemail, during after right after the one o'clock games, I am two and one. I hit a nice blowout, fantastic win by the Dolphins. Hit with the Colts, outright win. And the Packer game was a loss, but depending when people put it in, some people might have lost, might have pushed, might have won. But record wise, it's a loss to me. So because from the contest, uh, super contest lines, so I'm two and one going into 
the late games. As far as, to, uh, as, far as Monday, you already know uh, my play. I'm going with the Eagles minus the five on Monday night over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to throw in a baseball game for you. I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners minus the 125 over the Houston Astros. Again, my two plays. Uh, in football, I'm going to take the Eagles minus the five. And in baseball, I'm going to go with the Mariners minus the 125. And everyone can always follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's go, Jeff Money. We will be heads up for Monday Night Football. I'm rolling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's impossible to have a feel on this ram Bengal game not knowing the status of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow going to be able to play. The line's certainly indicating that he's not because it's down all the way to one and a half. Think about that for a minute. Tampa Bay is going to be my play on Monday night. Now, listen, I'll be rooting for the Mariners because I got a future on the Mariners to win the World Series. Felt really good about that in late August. They've not had a great September. They got to win games in order to get in the playoffs. Mariners open minus 126, down to 118. Verlin to Castillo. That's a nice pitching matchup on Monday night. I'll ride with the Mariners with you. We'll make it a family play, Jeff Money, just for you. Because I'm against you in the base, in the football. I'll ride with you with the baseball. All right, we'll be back uh, later in the week. Maybe we'll have an update on the Jets and what's going on at quarterback. And will there be a shakeup? Will you have a new body added between now and Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll have to wait and see. Job well done by Stefan. Enjoy your Monday. Jeff fans, it's going to be a rough one. Stay dry, everybody. JJ out. Be good. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9 with in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.